Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody. Welcome to Bet the Edge, Thursday, May 26th. Thank you all those watching our YouTube channel, NBC Sports Edge. Coming up today, big episode. Former wide receiver Mike Pritchard will join us, break down some NFL futures, talking about some division matchups too and who we think is the most wide open this season, plus the Indy 500 this Sunday on NBC. So naturally, Steve Letart will come by, give us some winners and handicap some races for us. And of course, Corey joins the show today. It's our Edge of the Day coming up at the very end, sponsored by PointsBet and we got to get some winners. We were on opposite sides yesterday. I was on the island by myself with the Miami Heat, and uh, they stole my soul, the Boston Celtics there in that second half. Corey, how are we? You are uh, you got some winners yesterday, so you're in a better mood than I am, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that one last night. Vaughn was actually able to cap that one pretty perfectly, waited for, uh, waited for halftime. I figured the Miami Heat would well, be successful in the first half, and then Boston will show their true colors and come out in the second half. Um, listen, I think you saw some of the shots of Pat Riley and Alonzo Mourning, um, you know, sitting there as Miami was kind of blown out down the stretch. Listen, I think Miami has a, is, a, is a team with some heart, and I think they have some fight in them, and I think they'll make game six interesting. But a closeout situation at TD Bank, I think the Boston Celtics are getting ready to head back to the NBA Finals, so shout out to them. Are you buying the nine points, though, with them? Because that opened up pretty high, and we got a high spread tonight, too, in the Mavericks and Warriors at seven and a half. If I had to, I would. I don't want to. My thing is I'll probably try to find a better spot in game. Because, like I said, I think Miami is going to be in a situation where, listen, you got Jimmy Butler on that team. They're not going to go out like no chumps. You know what I'm saying? You got a champion in Kyle Lowry on that team. So I think they're going to put up a valiant effort. But ultimately, just like we've seen all season, Boston is just too much. But, Vaughn, I think we're going to have a pretty interesting finals matchup. Because when I look at these two teams, the Boston Celtics kind of remind me of a pre-Kevin Durant Golden State Warriors where Marcus Smart plays the Draymond Green role, and then you have Tatum and um and Brown kind of as Steph and Clay. So um it's really going to come down to the bench pieces in the finals, and I think the Warriors may have the better bench pieces. Well, the way you broke it down, it made me feel like a fool for betting the Heat last game. Uh, I was any, any handicapping the refs, Corey. That's how confident I was that something was going to happen for the Miami. But that second half, whatever happened, Boston Celtics definitely found themselves. So another team that found themselves yesterday in hockey because some people just totally flipped on that game uh, because the under was such an easy one. It was too boring to watch. But the Blues rallied from a 3-0 deficit. They were plus 1,200 on the money line at the end of the second period. 
and hit. So maybe live betting is the way to go in the playoffs. They're $1.80, as you would say, the Avalanche to win game six on Friday. Uh, you buying into the Avalanche? Uh, I'm going to continue to buy into the Avalanche because they're the favorite. Listen, the exec on ice normally comes. He put his hockey handicap and hat on. When the hockey season first started, the exec on ice was looking through futures. But now it's like, you know what? The Colorado Avalanche are like a team that can get there this year. So I'm going to continue to ride with them despite that loss yesterday. But I tell you what, you know, NHL playoff games, Vaughn, they have like this sense of urgency where every minute everything is so important. Like I tell people, I don't watch a lot of NHL in the postseason because I don't know if my heart can handle it. I mean, I'm talking about <laughs> Can you imagine a game seven, third period, and the score is 0-0? Zero, zero? That's too much for me. Yeah, no, I can understand that, man. Uh, my, my hockey days have been slowly dwindling as the Penguins uh, have been dwindling over time. But, hey, that's what happens, man. You can't be on top forever. Look at my Steelers, too. But we're going to talk a little bit NFL pretty soon here. Just a reminder, if you guys don't have it, though, make sure you download the NBC Sports Predictor app. Powered by PointsBet on your app stores everywhere. The contests are free, easy to play. You win thousands. There's been a lot of people winning in our battle of bets. They'd have to tone it down a little bit lately. Uh, but we got NFL, NBA playoffs, PGA Tour, the NASCAR circuit, and more. And battle of bets will be today. We got John Supplewitz running it back, trying for four straight. Uh, he's going against DJ Short, and I will be the one uh, in the middle of that one. So we'll see what happens tonight. Let's bring in Mike Pritchard to talk some NFL Corey, he used to play for the Falcons, the Broncos, and the Seahawks. He told me before, last time he was on, he almost was playing for the Steelers. But, uh, yeah, so I'm excited to have you back on today. Of course, every time you come on, we got to talk some receiver props and futures. Uh, we got odds now for points bet on who's going to lead the NFL in receiving yards. Cooper Cup, as we probably assumed, leads the NFL at plus 750. But Justin Jefferson, the biggest handle, falling right behind him. Who do you like and uh, who could break out this year in your mind? Oh, man, great to be with you guys. Yeah, I sat across from Bill Cower uh, in his office, uh, chin and everything, right? And uh, I almost became a Steeler, man. The Steelers loved the buffs back in the day when you think about Charles Johnson and Chad Brown uh, so and Deion Figures, uh, even too, from that national championship team. But uh, the wide receiver position, uh, to me, is a franchise position right now in the National Football League. I look for continuity, uh, making a bet on this situation uh, Justin Jefferson is interesting because Clint Kubiak was a first-time offensive coordinator last year, uh, and Jefferson put up some great, great numbers, right? Um, I, I think with McConnell coming in and that West Coast scheme and the, the way that they want to run uh, that offense with the three wide receivers set could open up Justin Jefferson a little bit more like we saw with Cooper Cup out there with the Rams. So I like him. I like Devontae Adams too, fellas. I mean, I know it's a new yeah. team. I know it's a new coordinator, but the continuity aspect with him and D. Carr, who played together in college, uh, they're eager to get out there on the field and showcase what both of those guys can do. So uh, I'm looking for big things from Devontae Adams as well. Uh, a sleeper pick, though, Mike Williams. You know, he was over 1,100 yards. Uh, he's got a big contract. Uh, and Justin Herbert is a 5,000-yard passer uh, with the Chargers. So... Uh, those are three names that I'm highlighting right now in terms of receiving yards in the National Football they come up this year. Yeah, it's interesting um, that you mentioned um, Mike Williams. He's a guy not too far from where I'm at right now. Came up about 25 minutes from where I'm at right now in South Carolina. And mm -hmm. uh, big big Mike Williams is the guy that can definitely get it done. Um, and he, he can play. And like you said, Herbert definitely knows how to get him the football. 
Um, you know, on this list, uh, Pritch, you have yeah. Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, and then you have Tyreek Hill at 15 to 1. And there's been a lot of discussion about can Tua get Tyreek Hill the ball? Now, every time I see Tua, he's throwing to the flats. <laughs> right. <laughs> that video where he underthrew him, and I think the guy who put the video on social media got fired. What do you think about uh Tua and Tyreek Hill? Is Tyreek Hill still gonna be like a top fantasy guy, or do you think Tua uh, makes his stats regress? Oh man, I, I think uh Tua's gonna make his stats regress. <laughs> his over under receiving yards prop, I want to say is right over a thousand yards, thousand ninety-nine. Now, imagine him with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, everybody would bet the over on that, right? Oh uh, but with Tua, I mean, you're actually considering betting the under, even, even with that situation. I, I think we got we to gotta add in this aspect when we're looking at Tyreek Hill right now in, in Tua. Like, Tua is not an air raid quarterback. And air raid quarterbacks, uh, we, we, we want to think of Patrick Mahomes. We want to think of, uh, you know, the Baker Mayfields or, you know, the, the Oklahoma Kyler Murrays, those type of quarterbacks in which they get outside the pocket and they want to throw the football deep. Uh, and so when you think about Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, that's what we saw. Uh, now we see Kansas City wanting to get back into a more precision controlled passing attack. And that's why they've kind of evolved the wide receivers on that roster. Now, I think Miami wants to get to the air raid aspect of that offense but I don't know if Tua can do that. I mean, I, Tyreek Hill is there for a number of years. We'll see what Tua is capable of. But I'm with you. You know, if, if it's past 15 yards, he's going to be challenged. <laughs> uh, but right after the catch, I mean, you got to factor that in too. Uh, but I, I just yeah. I think it's going to be so difficult for Tua, who is a who is a smaller statute quarterback, who's going to try to find Tyreek Hill on crossing routes through the line of scrimmage and throw down to him because because Tyreek's smaller and shorter than Tua. It's different than when you have a, a, a taller quarterback like a Patrick Mahomes and a guy who can escape the pocket and make the big play that way too. I think it's all going to be about the yak in Miami this yeah. year with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Right, uh, right. I think that's very safe to say. So yeah, I don't think they'll have to stretch the field too much. But speaking of Tyreek Hill, we're talking about him leaving the Chiefs. I think Travis Kelsey at 15 to 1 could be worth a little bit of a wager as well because I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to come in right away and take over. He is still the king of TikTok. That is still a responsibility of his. <laughs> right. uh, but the AFC West now is more wide open. Of course, the Raiders, they got Adams, like you said. Chargers still mm -hmm. great. Broncos, Russell Wilson's in town now. Uh, Sierra has to go to Denver. Do you think it's time to fade the Chiefs? I do. I do. Um, everybody knows uh, Eric Bieniemy, um, who's the offensive coordinator there for one more year. He signed a one-more-year contract. Uh, you know, he's looking for a head coaching job, and I think he'll get one soon. A uh, teammate of mine, actually a brother of mine, uh, if you consider our relationship. And I, I just, the window to me is closing for the Chiefs. You can only keep that Super Bowl window open for so long. And it's been a tremendous run for that franchise. But Tyreek Hill no longer there. You're seeing this team make over themselves offensively. Uh, and then defensively, nobody's really talking about this. Uh, they have some issues, uh, and they're trying to correct them, but they're they're also trying to hide them. Uh, so I, I think we're going to see a regression from the Chiefs, uh, and then within that division, I, I think you're going to see a, a teams ascend, like like the Chargers. I'm looking for big things from them this year. The Broncos with Russell Wilson, 
looking for big things from the Broncos as well as the Las Vegas Raiders uh, because of Chandler Jones on the defensive side. They drafted well on the defensive side. And, and now you have a regime coming in, Josh McDaniels and a new coaching staff that has a lot to prove. Uh, and I love those motivating factors when you're considering wagers in the National Football League. You know, Pritch, I think I may have, I, th- I think I may have heard it on on Vsin or maybe it was you or somebody was talking about um Derek Carr is now mm-hmm. the longest tenured quarterback in the AFC and I was like, wow, that's crazy to think that. But when right. you look at the AFC this year, right? Seven teams can make the playoffs. So you have four division champions and then I guess we have three teams from the AFC West. Because that's what everybody it seems to think it's going to be. But I look at teams like the Patriots. I look right. at teams like the Cleveland Browns, you know, after, you know, we find out what the Watson situation is going to be. When you're handicapping the AFC, you mentioned Justin Herbert. Is this the year that the Chargers make the jump into the playoffs? Because if not, are we going to start hearing some of the criticisms about his game? Because everybody seems to love him, but I think he needs to make the playoffs this year. But that's going to be a tough division to do so in. It really is. I think, you know, you're a comfortable situation if you can win the AFC West division. I mean, that's everybody's goal anyway, to win a division. Certainly Denver's thinking that way with Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, Herbert's interesting. I think Brandon Staley, their head coach, cost him some games, though. It wasn't always on uh, Herbert. I mean, you throw the ball for 5,000 yards at the quarterback position, and now you kind of strengthen that position, too, uh, I, with more experience. I, I I think if Staley can get out the way with all his fourth down situations deep in his own territory, uh, that'll help out that football team. I mean, they're talented. They got Khalil Mack now on defense too. So uh, big things can happen uh, for the Chargers. Watch out for them. But no, you know, Derek Carr has not won a playoff game. And he is the most tenured quarterback, like you mentioned, in this division. And I'll give you this too on his contract the Raiders can actually get out of that thing prior to February because the guaranteed money on his contract kicks in in February. So if Dekar stinks up the joint, then, I mean, I think the Raiders can move on. So, again, you have a quarterback in a situation with a lot of lot to prove uh, with a comfortable teammate in, in Devontae Adams. So, yeah, this division is going to be fired up. Everybody else is fired up in this division. But uh, let, let's see what happens. I mean, I love competitive situations like this from a betting standpoint. I like that a lot. I uh, I wanted to ask you: Is there any teams you think uh, have, you know, maybe they're they're being undervalued? No one's really mm. they're sleeping on these teams right now. You think it'd be a long shot? They have maybe an easier path to their division conference championship or winning their division in general. Anybody on your mind? You know what? Uh, the Minnesota too. Vikings. Yeah, yeah. The Vikings keep coming into my the mind Vikings. in terms of a yeah in terms of a team that you know in that division i mean we're, we're we're asking for the packers to not be the packers anymore and i think defensively the packers are going to be strong offensively we'll see what happens i mean we still got aaron Rodgers. they got three years in a row where they won 13 games and you know that's hard to do they didn't get to a super bowl doing that either so the vikings are are there they were in a number of close games last year i know from a standpoint of a new head coach that's always going to turn off some betters. You know, you want to kind of see what's going on with that franchise, but you have a quarterback that's been there for a while. You have tremendous playmaking ability on the offensive side of the ball. If you can correct the defense too, I think we can see the Vikings be consistent 
and ascend a little bit. I don't know if they'll compete for the division, but certainly uh, an opportunity to make the playoffs uh, later on this year. No, they open up. I believe they open up with Green Bay right off the start of the season. Yeah. So um, they may be able to get them and get one. And then they split with Green Bay last year. They played kind of Green Bay weather uh, just as good as some of the other teams in that in that um, in that division. I'm gonna come back to the AFC because I think it's such a fascinating conference to look at this year with all the quarterback movement and stuff like that. And I want to zero in on on the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. We saw them say, okay, well, we're going to bring in Phil Rivers and put it back together, and then and then um. You know, it didn't really work out. They went to the playoffs, didn't really work out. Then last year, they went to Carson Wentz in what should have been a, a perfect situation. And then we found out that he was ambidextrous. Um, so that didn't really work out too well um, for them. But now I'm looking at a situation with Matt Ryan. I'm like, wow, you know what? Matt Ryan, he still got some game. They got a good offensive line. They got a good running game. Maybe the Colts are a team that we could see possibly in the AFC championship game this year. What's your thoughts on the Indianapolis Colts coming into the season? I love the Colts. I do. Uh, and I'm glad you highlighted them because I, I want to say it, they're 12 to 1, if I can recall yep. correctly, in terms of the AFC Conference Championship. And uh, you think about that team, and, and I love the ownership too. Like people clown on Ursay sometimes, but Ursay has stick his mind. Like when he cut Peyton Manning, he says, I'm done with the Star Wars stats. I want Super Bowls. And he <laughs> cut Peyton Manning, right? Uh, you know, you think about Carson Wentz coming in there. Obviously, Frank Wright wanted him, and uh, he didn't work out for a lot of reasons. And Ursay was like, nope, I'm done with that guy. I know we gave up a lot, but we're not going to win a Super Bowl. We can't even beat Jacksonville in the playoffs to get to the playoffs. So um, bring in Matt Ryan, a quarterback that started in the Super Bowl. And then the other sneaky good move, I think, was bringing in a quarterback like Foles who knows the system but it's also started in a Super Bowl. So name me a quarterback room in the history uh, of the National Football League, really, that's had two quarterbacks that started in a Super Bowl and, and the impact of that type of leadership that you could have on your team. Uh, I think this, yeah. the, the quarterback room has strengthened tremendously. Uh, and again, okay, the skill set of Nick Foles, I get that. But I'm talking about the fact that man started a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl against Tom Brady. Uh, And so that brings an element of confidence as well as Matt Ryan, who should have beat Tom Brady, but didn't. Uh, And also a motivating factor, too. So I think that type of leadership on that roster is something that they missed last year with Carson Wentz. Yeah, it's really all they've been searching for these past couple of years since Andrew Luck's been gone. The quarterback to turn around. They've had the defense, some of the playmakers and everything. So. I do like that look a lot. So we got the Colts, the Vikings, a couple wide receiver markets, and we're finally fading the Chiefs. The Super Bowl window is closing. So yes, if you is. like everything you heard from Mike, follow him on Twitter at M Pritchard. Uh, and then you can also go on VEASAN on Betting Across America as well. Mike, we appreciate you bringing all the good expertise. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Good luck in, with all your bets for sure. Thank you. We'll need them. Well, maybe Corey will need them, not me. But uh, <laughs> if you sure. haven't heard Dallas already, Cowboys, we, I need all the help I can get. Dallas Cowboys always need all the help they can get, ladies and gentlemen. But we already told you about one contest for the NBC Sports Predictor app. There is another one. We'll be talking about a little bit of NASCAR with Steve Latar coming up. The IndyCar Pick'em is this Sunday. Uh, you can earn a shot of $50,000. Again, all these apps are free. So you guys could go and download that at your app store. 
you could take your little phone and uh, oh, we don't got the we don't got the little screensaver today, Corey. They probably got rid of it because you couldn't work it. I know. Anymore, so. I mean, just, man, people so from it. Vaughn is so hey. embarrassing. I'll be sitting here at night watching the game and they put the little the little QR code and I grab my phone and I'll be like, ah, I don't it. I can't get it. <laughs> it's for 30. It's only for 30 and under. That's what they don't put. It's very exclusive at the very bottom, the ads. But that's enough joking around. Let's talk about some more money markets because uh, we all need to fill up our bankroll, especially myself after yesterday. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What do you want from your sports book? Better odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sports book partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts all in a fast and reliable sports book. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply. Must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, 1-888-5 3-5-0-0 in Virginia, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, www.pointsbet.com slash terms dash and dash conditions. Steve Latart, let's bring him in. Indy 500, Coca-Cola 600. It's going to be a good weekend. Before we talk NASCAR, what would you think about what Mike said regarding the NFL did you have any takeaways or any picks that you did like? I'm, I love fading the Chiefs, and y'all can talk all the Buffalo Bills y'all want. Sleep on those Patriots with plus 450. I love it. I've taken it. Bills are good, but they solely lean on Josh Allen. And I'm telling you, it's too – it's just people now have tape. I believe Josh Allen has the best arm in the NFL. It's a cannon. It's unbelievable. But if the man stays healthy, it's probably the Bills. But a little bit of injury in Buffalo – and it is a six-lane highway right to the promised land for the Patriots. Let y'all fade, Mac Jones. I love it. Bet against them. You're helping my odds. 
<laughs> Can't argue with that. But yeah, Mac Jones, everyone's saying he's in the best shape of his life. They got pictures with a shirt off now. So uh, yeah, and the, and the Patriots, lowest team total of the Bill Belichick era in quite some time. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's time to uh, buy in on the Pats as well and fade the Patriots or fade the Chiefs. Things are changing in the AFC. But uh, let's talk Indy 500, Steve. So it's the 106th running Sunday. It's on NBC at 11 a.m. Eastern time. What are you looking forward to the most about this race? And honestly, how are you handicapping it and the favorites particularly? Are we buying or are we fading? So listen, if you're a sports fan, Sunday for motorsports is the greatest day of the entire year. It starts with Monaco and F1, and then it goes to the biggest race on the globe, the Indy 500. Scott Dixon is the favorite and the favorite for a reason. A week ago, he sat on the pole with the second fastest speed in Indianapolis Motor Speedway history. 234 miles an hour. I was there. Your brain can't even comprehend how fast they're going. But when you look at the true odds, Dixon's a favorite for a reason, a plus 525. I think the bookmakers have that perfect. Alex Pillow, his teammate, second a year ago at 625 is decent. But I'm telling you, the value I'm looking at is down the board. I think that Marcus Erickson, Tony Kanan, two guys that are also driving for Chip Ganassi, same team as Dixon, great cars. I believe they could be spoilers. I think Erickson's off the radar because he's soft-spoken. Nobody really talks about him. No reason he can't win the Indy 500. He's at plus 1,300. And I think the sentimental favorite for me, Tony Kanan, TK, Indianapolis guy, a Brazilian. He's going to try to go back-to-back. It was a Brazilian a year ago with Elio Castroneves winning his fourth. I think Tony Kanan is the best value on the board at 16-1. to 1. When you talk about playing values – Corey, you know, it's easy to say who's going to win, but where's the value? I like a little. Now, listen, not a full unit, but you want to put a little half unit, a little quarter unit on Tony Kanan, 16 to 1. It's going to be a great day. Hey, you know what, Steve? This is so interesting. I was just thinking about this last night. I've actually been to the Coca-Cola 600 before. So, um, first of all, the Lowe's Motor Speedway is probably the biggest venue that I've ever seen, sporting venue I've ever seen in my life. But the I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I went to the Coca-Cola 600. This is the year when um, Tony Stewart did the Indy and then oh, yeah. into Charlotte and landed on the um, the infield. I was at the Coca-Cola 600 that year. It was just zoom, 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 zoom. Jeff Gordon <laughs> ended up winning the race. It was, uh, it was a pretty good time. I always remember my trip to the Coca-Cola 600. With that being said, if I was going this year, which I'm not, if there was somebody that I wanted to put down, you know, a couple dollars on as a long shot, who would that driver be? Well, so you mentioned it, right? The Coca-Cola 600 NASCAR's longest race. It's 600 miles. For that reason, it favors the favorites, right? Speed shows up. Good pit crews show up. You know, it's kind of like a a bad weather NFL game. The best line, the best running back, they're going to jam it down your throat all day long. There's nothing you can do about it. The Coke 600, there's so many ways to lose it. The favorites show up. But if I had to go off the board, and it's not way off the board, Kurt Busch, I think, is being disrespected in the books. He won two weeks ago at Kansas, and he won not by a crazy strategy, not by a fluke, but by passing Kyle Larson, the hottest driver in NASCAR. Kurt Busch had the most speed. He's a champion. I think they're, I think it's a little disrespectful at 20 to 1. I think that's a reasonable long shot. You can see have a good night in Charlotte for the Coke 600. If you don't go Kurt Busch, I hate to say it, and it's never creative, but it's a hammer the favorite type afternoon. Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, you take the two Kyles, I'd be shocked if you don't have a great night. <laughs> All right. I like that. Yeah, a couple 13, 15, 20 ones, and then we got the Battle of the Kyles. So uh, that definitely narrows it down for us a little bit there. You got some lunch money and you got some big plays. 
But talking later on, the race in Charlotte, they say it's your neck of the word, your neck of the woods, excuse me. Uh, if we're going to get involved, what do you really recommend in this race? Uh, are you giving us favorites or we got a little bit long shots as well, some lunch money? Listen, I think the big difference is when you bet racing, um, for the for the sports fan who's on here and they're looking for their heads up, your NBA action, NFL action, I encourage people, much like golf, I don't love betting winners. I like betting matchups. A little bit later this week, you're going to get some matchups. I think that's where I like to bet big field events like golf and NASCAR. It's a little bit easier to consume. And in my mind, when I look at this, I look at taking all the favorites up front, any other matchup. It sounds like an oddball strategy, but you know what? We've all been paying juice for our whole life. Flip it. I take any positive money down the board because anybody can have a bad day. So when you get down there, you're going to see some plus 120s, some plus 140s on the matchups. I take the plus 140s and just see if the book can get it wrong. Like I said, it's the longest race in NASCAR. There's a lot of ways to lose it. So for that reason, I just take the math and math alone. Take that juice on my side for the first time. Corey, I've been paying it my whole life. <laughs> hey, Steve, I want to be like that guy at points bet this weekend that put $200 on Justin Thomas and walked away with 50K. That's what I'm trying to do with the uh, with, with, with our NASCAR this weekend. But let me get back to Indy right quick. Talk about the Jimmy Johnson aspect of the Indianapolis 500 this weekend. So Jimmy Johnson, a seven-time NASCAR champion, converted over to IndyCar, and it's been a bumpy road, right? He is, he is near the bottom of the pack in every road course event, but the light turned on and the glimmer of hope emerged a few weeks ago at Texas, his first oval, where he ran sixth back to his comfort zone, then moved forward to Indianapolis the month of May. He was in the Fast 12. He's been looking good all day up there. So listen, it's an emotional bet. I think Jimmy Johnson would be a fun bet at 15 to 1 to take the action. I really am waiting, though, to see if I can get a top five bet on Jimmy. I believe he's good enough. So think about this, Corey. It's a 500-mile race. Jimmy Johnson has completed more 500-mile races in his career than the other 32 drivers in the Indianapolis 500 combined. So he has the experience, right? So so I don't know if people have the experience to win in the biggest race of the world because it's not really his discipline, but I expect a good run. Therefore, if I can get like a plus 200-ish top five, I'm on that. I love that. I think a top five money is what you're looking for out of Jimmy Johnson. Those odds will come out later this week. Look for Friday or Saturday. Uh, it's going to be great, man. It's it's, it's great time for motorsports. Yeah, no, I, I like that look a lot. I want to ask you, is there, uh, before we let you go, I know Corey just mentioned the live betting with golf and how someone came way big. Is there any ever huge live betting value in NASCAR at all? I love the live bets because we have stages in NASCAR now. So these guaranteed breaks, figure them like quarters. And there's these moments in time that the books kind of jump in and they think they know what's going to happen. Let me tell you right now, good luck predicting any sort of race. But Corey, I heard you earlier NBA live bets, that's the place to be in the NBA playoffs. Let that favorite get down early and then cannonball in. It's been the move of the playoffs. Come right back and hit it again, no doubt. <laughs> I love joining y'all, but I, I, I got got my notes out here to see what my evening action is going to be. I'm waiting to get y'all's NBA picks. Oh, it's coming oh, well, up next. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got that next. I got an MLB pick and, and he got an NBA pick. So, uh, yeah, definitely keep that notepad out, Steve. We appreciate you joining us as always. If you guys like what you heard, you win some money this weekend. Steve Letart on Twitter, Indy 500s on Sunday. The coverage starts 11 a.m. Eastern. Don't forget to check them out. NASCAR, Motor Mouse, which airs Monday and Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern on Peacock. Steve, thank you as always, brother. Appreciate it, guys. Good luck with all your action. Again, we don't need the luck. They keep, everyone keeps saying that to us, Corey. We don't need it. But this Sunday, we have Peacock Baseball again. They got the My Pirates off. 
It's uh, the Cincinnati Reds, the San Francisco Giants. It's Sunday, May 29th, 1130 Eastern, NBC and Peacock. If you guys want a chance to win 25K, download the app. You play the games again. You got to get more. They got the QR code right there if you guys are watching live. Corey's going to try and do it. I know it's not going to work. Yeah, you, you thought about it. Let's get to the edge of the day. Uh, you are going for a winning streak here on edge of the day. Me, I am on a bounce back spot. So uh, give me what you got. Hopefully I can bring this one home right here. I finally, uh, you know, took my medicine, swallowed my medicine and realized that, <laughs> you know, the Golden State Warriors mantra through their championship years has always been strength in numbers. I thought this year that was not going to be the case, but recently coming down to the last couple of weeks, you see that that truly is the case and their strength does lie in their numbers. And a lot of their strength has lied in the play of Andrew Wiggins this postseason. Ten postseason Ws this year for the Golden State Warriors. Andrew Wiggins is averaging close to 20 points a game in those contests. Tonight, his number at points bet is sitting at 16 and a half. I think we should get an easy cover on that one here tonight. Like we always say, role players play better at home. And I think you get a solid performance from Wiggins at home tonight. Now, I think there's going to be pushback. I think the Mavericks are going to come out, hit their threes, play well, make things a little bit tight. So I think the Warriors have to rely on their offense a little bit more. So give me Andrew Wiggins over 16 and a half points as my edge of the day. He's had 16 points and 19 points in his last two home games versus the Mavs in this series. So I expect Andrew Wiggins to come out aggressive tonight to help the Warriors in this series because if the Warriors in this series tonight, those old legs of Draymond Green and Klay Thompson <laughs> – they get a week off. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, well, they'll get the week off no matter what, actually. But, yeah, I like this look a lot. I mean, he's arguably been the second best player on the Warriors. I mean, you could say Jordan Poole has been that in the postseason, but I would say Andrew Wiggins, honestly, with his defense, the rebounding, and the scoring. So I like this look a lot. And it's a bounce-back spot for him. That's the best time to be betting in player props, in my opinion. Uh, you don't want to keep riding too many guys for three, four games straight, but get some of them on bounce-back spots. So I think you got a winner there, Corey. You ready for mine? Let's do it. You ready for mine? Yesterday, I took an L on my first game pick of MLB, MLB season. I was 3-0. I took the Padres' money line against the Brewers. The Brewers got two runs off of you, Darvish, in the seventh inning because they kept him in far too long, and that happens sometimes. But now I got to bounce back. And I'm not targeting the Brewers just because I lost yesterday, but this is also a great matchup for the, for the St. Louis Cardinals. So Adam Wainwright's on the mound. This has come down to minus 121 odds, open at 125. Wainwright and the Cards are 4-1 against the Brewers in his last five starts. That one loss came against them earlier this season in Milwaukee. They're in St. Louis now. The Cardinals had a game off, and the Brewers, like I said, played the Padres yesterday and San Diego, so they had to travel. 8-2 on the money line in their last 10 games with Waino on the mound at home as a favorite. That's very substantial here against the Milwaukee team without Josh Hader, Willie Adamas, and Hunter Renfro. Of course, they got Eric Lauer on the mound. So you're going to see some pushback on the Brewers today because Eric Lauer has been fantastic this season uh, in every sense of the word. Seven and one, the Brewers are with him on the mound, but there's a catch. The Cardinals hit lefties dominantly. Second at 290 left-handed pitching uh, batting average. OPS leads the MLB at 862. Lauer's only faced one team in the top five all season, either of those categories, or top 10 actually, and that was the Phillies. Although he did K the Phillies for 13 times, Corey, the Phillies are not anything like the Cardinals when it comes to offense and play discipline. The Cardinals are one of the best K teams and walk teams in the, in the entire MLB. 
and they're dominant, like I said, with Wayno on the mound, a day off, a rested bullpen. They're 12-5 and five since 2021 as a home favorite, and they've won seven of the last ten against the Brewers with him on the mound. So give me the Cardinals today in a bounce-back spot for me and a potential letdown spot for the Milwaukee Brewers. Shout out to Adam Wainwright. A couple years ago, it looked like he was washed up, but he's kind of bounced back. Never. He did kind of look like he was washed up a couple of years ago, <laughs> but he did bounce back. You know what I'm saying? Turned it around, became crafty. You know what I'm saying? You know, Wainwright's a big fantasy football guy. Is he? Yeah, big fantasy football that. player. So he runs these leagues called Big League Impact, where you can like it, it donates to charity. So I know the Yankees do one. You could play fantasy football with like Aaron Judge and those guys like that. So shout out to Adam Wainwright. But um, now it's a good look tonight, Vaughn. I'm going to tell you on that one. Um, get a little bit of MLB action because it's time to start really getting into some baseball because that's going to be the only thing on TV a couple weeks from now. The only thing on TV. And before we go, I bet the Mavs first half plus four. Is that a good decision or not? I like that. I like that. I think Dallas right. comes out tonight. I think it's. I think you'll see it. It's going to be like one of those games that um Golden State played against Memphis, but the Mavericks will be in it, have the lead, be close. Mm-hmm. Then they'll withstand that third quarter. Then that Warrior fourth quarter. They're going to put the pedal to the metal, and then we'll be getting ready for Boston versus Golden State in the championship. Interesting championship we could have with those two teams, first-year head coach, and as Charles Barkley calls him, okie-dokie, versus uh, Steve Kerr, who's been there plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a great learning lesson for the Boston Celtics if they go up against the Golden Warriors in the NBA Finals. Uh, I've said it once, but I think there could be a potential 4-1 to type series for the Warriors there. Uh, like I said, a learning lesson against the Young Bucks, uh, going against Steph Curry and crew. But we'll see what happens, man. The series are not over just yet, and we're hanging seven and a half and nines tonight. Uh, so we'll see if the dogs are barking for the next two nights. But that's all the time we have. Corey, great episode today, as always. We'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. bringing some more winners. Make sure you guys tune in, subscribe to our YouTube channel, NBC Sports Edge. Follow us on Twitter as well, if any exact NB Money Sports for myself. We'll see you next time, guys. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.